Welcome to the Psychotherapy Central podcast where we discuss love, attachment and healing from trauma. A place where you can gain the knowledge, tools and wisdom to help you build secure, flourishing relationships. I'm your host, clinical psychotherapist and couples therapist, Jennifer Newrick. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Jen. I'm a certified IFS therapist, licensed clinical psychotherapist, couples therapist, and registered energetic healer. In this episode, we're going to explore what might happen in your first IFS therapy session. IFS stands for Internal Family Systems. Now, of course, this will be different for every therapist, and I can only speak to how it usually rolls out for me. My aim here is to give you an overview of what might happen because sometimes we have scared parts that want to know exactly what we're signing up for and I get that because I have scared parts too. What is internal family systems? I go into this in depth in episode 5 which is aptly called What is Internal Family Systems? So if you'd like more details Uh, Maybe take a pause and hop back to episode five and have a listen. But if you have kind of a general overview, and I'll give you a bit of a brief here. IFS is a type of therapy that was developed by Richard Schwartz in the 1980s. And it's a form of psychotherapy that focuses on understanding and working with different parts of your personality. And let's cover some key concepts of IFS therapy. So first up, is internal multiplicity. IFS recognizes that it is normal for individuals to have multiple parts, that that is kind of a part of being human and the human experience. And rather than pathologizing those parts, we seek to understand and work with them. Second key concept in IFS therapy is of parts that we have these different parts and sometimes very conflicted parts. So I might have a part that really um, adores my partner and wants to stay with them. And I might have another part that's feeling really trapped and just wants to leave. In in IFS, we call that a polarization. Um, We might have a part when our friend calls and says, Jen, let's go out that thinks, oh, that'd be so much fun. We can get dressed up, we can go out. And then another part might think, oh, I'm in my pajamas, I'm watching TV. Oh, I really just like to stay at home. So in IFS, IFS really makes space for all of the different parts, the part that wants to eat, the part that wants to lose weight, the part that wants to work out, the part that wants to stay in bed. Okay, and and it helps to really normalize what I definitely experience being a human of having these um, very conflicting and sometimes quite challenging inner voices that might be pulling me in lots of different directions. The third key concept of IFS is around unburdening, that through the process of IFS therapy, We have the opportunity to work with our parts to release burdens and traumas and limiting beliefs that these parts are carrying. 
which allows the part that we've been working with to function in a healthier way and restores harmony, brings much more peace and kind of a settling energy into the whole internal system because that part isn't having to shout so loudly to be heard anymore. Another key concept of IFS therapy, the fourth I want to talk about as we just do this debrief, this quick overview, is the concept of self. And again, if if you want to hear more about this in episode seven, episode seven is called the central role of self in IFS therapy. You can jump back there and hear a lot about the concept of self. But it's quite similar to the concept of a higher self or a soul in that the idea is that we are born with this energy and that it really encompasses what's called the eight C's in IFS therapy. Compassion, curiosity, clarity, creativity, calm, confidence, courage, and connectedness. And one of the main functions of IFS is to reveal more, I was going to say unveil, it changed to reveal, is to reveal more of this self-energy and to allow this self-energy to care for these different parts that have different agendas and carry different wounding. So it's a very respectful and beautiful inner process. What to expect in your first IFS therapy session? So maybe you're listening to this thinking, "Mm, I'd like to try it, but I'm not sure. So let's just have a run through. And I thought I'd kind of just like almost kind of bring you into a session so that you can really get a feel for what happens. I'd like to bracket this with that this process will be different for every therapist and every therapist will find what suits them and there's no one pathway suits everybody and it's the same for every client and I know that I find with every client this will roll out slightly differently depending on the needs of the individual sitting in front of me and what we feel is the right way forward together so it's very much a collaboration. So again, I can only speak for how it usually rolls out for me. Um, And if you've experienced something different, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's wrong or that that was right. It's much more um, flowy and intangible than that. Having said that, let's start with the first question that I usually ask, which is what brought you here today? Kind of what was that moment that really made you book the appointment? And it might be because you've had a terrible breakup that you're really struggling with or your partner has told you that you're too avoidant and you need therapy. So together we get clear about why you're here and exactly what challenges you're facing, how long that's been going on, maybe a little bit of history about some of those challenges. You know, it might be depression or an eating disorder or pornography addiction, could be childhood trauma, it could be a conflict with your in-laws. Or you might be a therapist looking to do your personal work. I see quite a number of therapists. So I see a wide variety of people, all with different aims. The second part we 
really unpack what the brief is. And to me, that means kind of what changes are we both looking for? How would we both know that you were making progress? What would that look and feel like? Just so we have some goals and something that we're working towards together that we both feel really clear about. Next, there's a space where I usually explain how I work. So <laughs> you heard at the beginning, I kind of listed off, I'm a couple therapist, I'm an IFS therapist, I'm an EMDR therapist. Uh, many years ago, I studied in kinesiology and Reiki and um, I have a diploma of energetic health. So there's a lot of different modalities that I bring in in my practice. So I like my clients just to know what, what is available to them so that if they feel like oh, I'd love to really go deep with IFS or I, would, I, I know I have some unprocessed trauma around this car accident and I'd love to use some EMDR with that, Jen. When, so, so yeah, we take some time, I take some time to really explain what each of the modalities are that I use. And you might be thinking, so how did you choose those ones? Are they the most research-based? Are they, what, what was your, um, what made you choose those ones? And that's a really easy answer for me is because I've been in my own therapy for the last 20 years. So I choose to use with my clients the things that I found the most impactful working with my own system. It's that simple. I just explored, I went to trainings, um, I've seen um, different therapists who've specialized in different modalities to get a feel for them, trained in lots of other things that I don't practice anymore, um, and just sort of distilled into... I guess maybe its modalities sort of have a resonance and I chose the ones that most has a resonance with me and how my energy field likes to work. That might sound a little bit out there, um, but I guess everybody will be drawn into modalities that suit their system the best. And then we have a bit of a question time. So, you know, if you as the client have any questions for me about what psychotherapy is, about, about the way that I work, about what to expect, we kind of, and, and at any point there's always space and time for any questions and all questions are always welcome. And in fact, I really love the questioning parts of self. I have lots of inquisitive and questioning parts. And I find sometimes those parts will come up at the beginning of therapy to help us feel safe. And so they're always very welcome. Sometimes that part will take a whole session. And that's a very important part because in that session, we're creating resonance and safety and there's co-regulation happening. We're resonating off of each other's nervous system. And there might be some resourcing as well that happens in that first session. Often I'll teach people a couple of, or not teach people, we will experiment with. That's a better wording. Often we will experiment with a couple of different resourcing techniques just to see how they feel in your system. And also, especially if we're near the end of a session, to give you something to walk away with that you can use in the space between that session and the next one. So sometimes we'll kind of move into this next phase, but often this next phase that I'm gonna talk about is in the second session of IFS, where if we decide together that that could be helpful and that's a way that you'd like to explore to work with, the, with your brief, 
then we'll have I'll kind of give you an overview of the IFS model. I refer a lot of my clients to Richard Schwartz's awesome book no bad parts. I find that that's super helpful to read that, but absolutely not essential. You don't need to read it at all to do the to do the therapy. So it might be that you come in and you might say, Jen, I'm struggling with my anxious attachment. I find myself getting really panicky when my partner goes away on business trips. He was going away recently and I was totally fine. And then a few days before he was going, I started to pick a fight and I can't help myself. It's like I want to punish him for leaving. But part of me wants him to go and have a really great time, but I struggle with all these other mixed emotions and then I judge myself for acting this way. So together we would hold that scenario and we'll get really curious about, okay, what are the different parts showing up in this, in this little freeze frame? So first up, we've got the anxious and panicky part. And then we've got a part that starts a fight. So that might be kind of the angry part. And then we've got this part that wants to have a really, wants him to have a really great time. And we've also got this judging, maybe self-critical part that doesn't like it when that when I, when I start a fight. So there's this kind of judging self-critical part. And then as a fifth part, there's also this part that wants to change this behavior. I'm not like, as a part of me not liking watching myself do this and wants to change it. And so it's brought me into therapy. So this is the bringing me into therapy part, we might call it that. Then together we kind of look, we look, review these five parts and you would choose the part that you feel most curious about, the part that you'd really like to explore a bit more. And we call that the target part. So maybe you think, well, Jen, the part that's really causing me the most angst is this part that starts to starts to fight with him. And, and it feels angry, it feels angry at him. So I'm gonna call it my angry part. And, and the client might check back and, is that the right word? Is it angry part? Yeah. Yeah, it's angry. It's showing me. It's like seeing this image of a of an, an angry myself as an angry teenager. Yeah, it's an angry, angry part that starts this fight. The next part of the process is getting to know that part. Really getting to understand why it does what it does. What are its hopes? What's it really afraid of? Here's something that's often a surprise. Often when we get to know an angry part, it's trying to protect you in some way. So it might be trying to protect you from being alone and by pushing the other person away before they can hurt you. Might be doing that. Maybe this part's been trying to protect you since they were a teenager and maybe when they were a teenager, they had to use anger to push someone away who was close to you. And so maybe as soon as they feel threatened, this part jumps up on high alert and uses their anger like they used to, to push that person away. So we get to really understand this part. And I know as I do this work with myself, so much insight can come from this. I often get so much more understanding and compassion for that part of me. 
when I sit with it rather than trying to push it away and make it go away, when I sit with it and bring it close and get curious. So as we're talking to this angry part, it might be that this other part jumps in and says, well, I hate this part. I actually hate it. It causes me all these problems. Now that's another part jumping in. Yeah, and that's a part that I'll need to unblend with. And we do that by simply asking, ah, I hear that. So first validating before asking. So validating, oh, I really hear that, that you really dislike that part that causes the fights, the angry part. And I understand why that is, that fighting parts cause me, you know, in some ways it's protected me, but in some ways it's causing issues in my relationship. So I hear that. And would it be okay for you to stand to the side just for a moment while I can keep on talking to this angry part, just see what's going on for it? Would that be okay? And as that part steps to the side, we might check in again, how do you feel now towards that angry part? And as the client, I might say, I might tune in. Mm, I feel quite sorry for it. I know when, when I started doing that, I remember, I understand why that part of me is doing that. I feel a lot of compassion. And compassion is one of those C words that denotes self energy. So I know that the self is there to be in relationship with that angry part. And that's what we're really doing here is we're building inner relationship. We're making space for that self energy, the soul energy to really care for the different parts of self. And in this case, it's the angry part. So when there's trust between the self and the angry part, there's understanding, there's curiosity, there's compassion. The angry part will often reveal a younger part of self that had a very good reason to bring in this angry part to protect it. And this younger part that's often holding some wounding in IFS is called an exile. And again, I talk about exiles in some of the previous podcasts. Just have a quick look through the IFS list. These are called exiles and <laughs> Dick Schwartz calls them kind of basement children. And I quite like that analogy. They're the, the parts of us that have been wounded and we haven't known what to do with them. They're holding very strong feelings, often of pain and shame and maybe victimization and hurt. And because we haven't known what to do with them, we've kind of pushed them down into the basement. And we've created these other protective parts of self to manage those exiles, to manage our life, to take care and make sure we don't feel what's hidden back there in the basement. So we'll often find that this angry part is linked to an exile. And the next stage of the healing process is to meet and care for that exile with the self energy. And we work with the exile to release any trauma or burdens that it's been carrying. 
And eventually we invite that exile to unburden in different ways. We might do a, what's called a redo, of kind of rescripting, building new neurological pathways of past experiences. Or we might do a straight retrieval if you go back somewhere in that exile stuck somewhere that's really intense and unsafe. We might bring it straight back into current day with you to be held by your self-energy. And that is a huge relief for the system because instead of that exile being stuck in that moment of terror, that exile gets brought into present day to be held with yourself and in your heart. It is a very healing and respectful, gentle process. It might sound quite scary, especially if you know some of your past and you know what some of your exiles are holding. And I get that. I really get that. But know that that process only happens when your system is ready and we only move as fast as the slowest part of your system. In some cases, we might not get to an exile for a very, very long time. It could take a year, two years. If we have had a history where we've built up a lot of very strong managers and firefighters that are part of that protective system that have been very much needed in the past, then we might, they might not feel safe enough to allow us to any exiles for quite a long time. And that is absolutely fine. There is no pressure, there is no hurry, and there is a lot of healing work that is done whilst working with the protective system. I've done a lot of my own healing work there because I have very strong managers who've kept my exiles very safe. So it towards the end of that process, the angry part has the opportunity to unburden too. And I often find that when the exile has been tended to and is being held by self, and a lot of resolution has happened back there, that often whatever the protector was you were working with, whether it was an angry part or an overeating part, that those parts will often feel a lot of relief. Oh, thank goodness that I can relax. I've been working so hard. They're often very happy to, in their inner world, put up their feet, take an exhale and relax a bit. So one session is unlikely to get through all of this, but in session one or two of what I've described, you'll definitely be working with a target part in the first two sessions of internal family systems if you're specifically working with internal family systems. So I really hope this has given you a clear overview of what those first two sessions of IFS would look like with me. Again, might look a bit different with another therapist, but with me, that's roughly how they'll look. So key points that we've gone over is that it's really client-led. There's a lot of collaboration here. We only move forward in the way that you want to move forward with the target part that you've chosen. 
And we are all, if we meet an exile, we're always checking, is the target part okay if we work with that exile? How is that feeling for the other parts? So we're really getting respectful permission from the whole internal system and only moving as fast as the whole system is ready to move. The other thing we've covered and a key point I'd love us to remember is that one of the most beautiful things about this modality is that it's resting on the self-energy. And that as self-energy grows stronger, the whole system starts to feel safer. Because suddenly the angry part has a connection and is being cared for by that beautiful self-energy. The exile that was stuck in that trauma or terror or pain or confusion or self-judgment is being cared for by the self-energy and slowly all of these different parts are being brought back home. So I hope that you have really um, got something out of that, that you have a good feel for how the, at least the first two IFS sessions will work. If you want to work with me, head over to my website and just click book a session. My website is psychotherapycentral.health. I have courses over there and I do see clients one-on-one. -on -one. I treasure my one-on-one -on -one work. I find it some, well, it's part of my vocation. It's part of why I feel like I'm here. I have global insurance, so it doesn't matter where you are in the world. And if you have any questions about this or anything, any personal questions or questions about how I work, um, I run my own Instagram account. I don't have any um, administration doing that. So you can always DM me through Instagram at psychotherapy.central and I'll answer you there. And if you like what you heard today, I would really appreciate you taking a moment to write a review. So hit the number of stars, hopefully five. Um, yeah, and write a review so other people know what, they're, what, what to expect when they tune into this podcast. The show notes for today will be available on my website, psychotherapycentral.health. We'll also find um, a gift, a free course on breaking relationship cycles. So from my heart, thank you for being here and for being part of this community and have a really beautiful day. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you want to learn more about all things love, attachment and trauma, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at psychotherapy.central or visit my website at psychotherapycentral.health. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. Your support means a lot and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.